the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Last week we talked about what makes a strong family. And so let's finish this topic today. And then begin also today, probably, an an extremely important topic that will lead us into God's appointed times. So are you ready? Let's pray first. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, we love you and praise you and worship you. Lord, as I pray, Lord, for families, and I pray for husbands and wives, and I pray for children, And I pray for that family unit. I pray for the congregational family unit, for the business family unit, and all the family units. I pray for peace. I pray for joy. I pray for love. I pray for compassion. I pray, Lord, that you would touch people and lead them into an experience with you where they can truly make you number one in their lives. Lord, I find the biggest challenge of walking with you is making you number one daily in my life. So, Father, I I pray for that gift, not only for myself, but for all who are listening to me, and that we would rejoice in you this day, and each and every day. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Well, I pray that this program will minister to you. I also pray that you'll consider helping us financially with a monthly pledge or a a one-time gift, and uh, that you'll also pray for us. So call Karen at 813-831-5673 or go to our website, which is heartofmessiah.org. we certainly would be blessed. Now, you can find my messages on Facebook Live and YouTube, and uh, our services are Friday night and Saturday morning. We'd love for you to come or watch on Facebook. And Tuesday evening at 6.30 to 7.30, we just seek to pray for our country and for Israel and for the world. 
That's our focus for one hour. And if you want to join us on Facebook Live, please do. If you want to um, come and visit us in South Tampa at our Bay to Bay location, we'd love for you to do that as well, 630 to 730. Also, uh, if you know of people who do not know the Lord, Jewish or non-Jewish, we'd love for you to come with them and bring them to services or have them watch our Facebook Live. We are believing that God is ready to pour out his spirit in, in a way that we have never seen before. So at any rate, let's summarize the past few weeks of talking about family. To make a strong family, you have to have a common vision. You have to have faithfulness and love, security, good communication, encouragement, and spiritual unity. And so the family unit, whether it's biological or organizational, provides amazing benefits. It's, uh, but what we really do is we learn how to be obedient to God's heart and his will. And, and when we are in family situations, we have to walk God's word, not just talk about it. Right? Yeah. So uh, let's see how God uses families in Scripture to do the kind of things we've been talking about. You know, when God called Abraham, he called Abraham and his family. In a sense, it was an example of family salvation. In Genesis 17, 12, and 13, we read that God made a covenant with Abraham through circumcision, and it was applied to all males in his household, even the servants. In other words, God's covenant and Abraham was with Abraham, I'm sorry, was for the family and really the family of God. When God saves Noah from the flood, it included his wife and his sons and his son's wives. God saved the whole family on account of Noah, right? There's so many cases like that. And, and then when Moses receives the Ten Commandments, we see that two commandments deal very specifically with family. One is the Fifth Commandment, honoring parents in order to live a long life, right? And the Seventh Commandment of not uh, committing adultery because adultery ruins the family. So the commandment protects the sanctity of, of marriage. And and God sees family as so important, so he, he he makes it in sort of the national covenant of Israel, the Ten Commandments, right? And in the New Covenant, Matthew 19, Yeshua speaks against divorce. In Ephesians 6, 1 through 4, and Colossians 3, 20 and 21, Paul tells the children to obey the parents and the parents not to provoke the children. In 1 Corinthians 7, we see an unbelieving spouse is sanctified by the believing spouse. In Matthew 12, 46 through 50, we read that Yeshua says to the crowds, who's my mother and who's my brother? And, you know, people get very concerned about that. What's he saying about family? This is not saying that family isn't important. He's pointing out the importance of a spiritual family. This seems to be clear when we read John 1, 12 and 13, it says, but whoever did receive him, those trusting in his name to those he gave the right to become 
children of God. In other words, they became part of the family of God. And then it says they were born not of a bloodline, nor of human desire, nor of man's will, but of God. So we have to see that that God's heart for the family is exceptional. And when we've accepted Yeshua as our personal Lord and Savior, our Messiah, we become part of God's family. So when we're born physically, we're born into a physical family. When we're born again, we're born into a spiritual family. We're adopted into God's spiritual family. We are part of the body of believers, which is why we have to behave so well to everybody in our congregations and the people we meet who are believers. Not that we shouldn't uh, behave well to everybody, but especially to those of the household of faith. And we should not allow theology to get in the way of that. In Galatians 3, Uh, 28 and 29, it says, There's neither Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor free, neither male nor female, for you're all one in Messiah Yeshua. And by the way, it gets me so upset when people misinterpret this scripture like there's no longer Jew uh, nor Greek. First of all, there are Greeks and there are Jews, and that's obvious. There are people who are in slavery, uh, sometimes I think that uh, people on welfare are in slavery. Uh, and, and then there are free, and there are definitely male and definitely female, even though our culture is trying to blur those lines. But we are all equal in Messiah Yeshua. So if it says if you belong to Messiah, then you are Abraham's seed, heirs according to the promise. So God treats his children Equally, no matter if we're Jew or Greek or whatever. We're one in Messiah. Okay. So I'd like to close with three scriptures, not having to do with family, but having everything to do with family. Does that make any sense at all? Well, let's give it a try. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good deeds. Well, that's what people in a family are supposed to do. And then it says, do not neglect our own meetings. So that's the other thing. So if you're in a biological family and you haven't seen your family in a while, go see them. (laughs) Talk to them. I don't care what's happened. Talk to them. Uh, Okay, don't neglect them. And consider how to stir them up with love and good deeds. Okay, the second scripture is Ephesians four fifteen and 16. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all ways into Messiah, who is the head. From him, the whole body is fitted and held together by every supporting ligament. The proper working of each individual part produces the body's growth for building itself up in love. Look, everyone in God's family is important. We can't grow effectively without having all the parts. And God has has a large body. It has a lot of parts. And all of those parts are valuable. They're all supporting each other. Or that's the way it's supposed to work. 
and we can't consider ourselves one body unless we are supporting the family. Okay. Ephesians 4, 29 to 32. Let no harmful word come out of your mouth, but only what is beneficial for building others up according to the need, so that it gives grace to those who hear it. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness and rage and anger and quarreling and slander, along with all malice. Instead, be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving each other, just as God and Messiah also forgave you. So in a sense, Yeshua being the head of the body of believers, he showed us that he was willing to forgive everyone of sin who came to him, who were part of the family. And this scripture shows us that we are to do the same thing. This is how a biblical family works, whether they're a biological family, a congregational family, a work family, all family. I remember, as I mentioned a few weeks ago, one of my Dearest friends, Linda Brown, passed away. And at the funeral, my daughter, Becca, was one of those who stood up and said something. And one of the things she said was, I want to be like Linda. I agree. I want to live my life growing and encouraging families that I'm a part of so that they will say at the end of my life, I want to be like Steve. (laughs) To be a reflection of Yeshua in each of my families that I belong to is my goal. So let me just explain what I mean by that. So in my biological family, I want to be a reflection of Yeshua. In my congregational family, I want to be a reflection of Yeshua. In my work family... I want to be a reflection of Yeshua. In the city of Tampa, I want to be a reflection of Yeshua. In the state of Florida, in the United States, I, all these different families that we belong to, we need to be a reflection of Yeshua. So, as we segue our role in family and the discussion about family, we go to the topic of Yeshua's third commandment, because really, the family has all to do with loving God and loving your neighbor. We know those are the first two commandments that are the most important that Yeshua said, right? But, uh, and that's uh, Matthew 22, I believe, 37 to 39. But the third commandment is what he said at the end of the Gospels. He said, share what he has done, Yeshua has done, in order to lead people to the Lord and to disciple them, right? Go into all the world, correct? And that is a commandment, and that's why I call it the third commandment. The Lord keeps pressing on me that revival is coming. Yes, there's chaos now. I get it. There's violence. People are crabby and on edge. They're scared. Uh, because of the COVID and other things that are going on and in the world and, and just all the anxiousness and the the, 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 the 
the arguing and the people. Well, at any rate, but God is working on the hearts and minds of his people. And I'm just telling you, let him in. This is a time to strengthen our prayer life. This is a time to go into spiritual warfare. This is a time to really get into the army of God and let us see where God is taking us. If we depend on him, we've got to get into this fight and and battle this in the heavenlies. So on August the 27th, I will begin a 10-day fast, fasting and praying, leading up to Rosh Hashanah, the first of God's appointed times, the first of the holy days, and, and I'm believing for a tremendous revival, for a time that we will have never seen before. People just begging to come to the Lord, people being healed, people, look, I, I believe God for mighty miracles. So join me as we pray for many salvations for the Jewish people and for all people. Now, I understand that the following scripture is not normally associated with sharing our faith, but I believe God has put this scripture on my heart so very many times, but also for this teaching. So let me read it to you. Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 3. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Right there. That's the beginning of why we should be sharing our faith. Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of Adonai has risen on you. So that is our motivation for sharing our faith, right? Verse 2, behold, darkness covers the earth, deep darkness, the people's. So you you can relate to that, right? You, you, darkness is covering our earth. But listen to what God says in the second half of verse 2. But Adonai, the Lord, will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Verse 3, nations will come to your light, kings to the brilliance of your rising. That's part of revival. That's part of God promising that he's going to do amazing things. And I want him to do those amazing things, that kind of revival on my watch. Because I and our congregation will dig in and really get to work on this. And that's why I call it Yeshua's third commandment, that we are to declare to the world his salvation and make disciples. There are just so many verses about this. Matthew 28, 19 is the obvious one. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Mark 16, 15, he told them, go into all the world and proclaim the good news to every creature. Yeshua opened their minds to the scriptures in Luke 24, 47, 48, that repentance for the removal of sin is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. Let it sink deep into your spirit. 
don't allow this teaching to just be an intellectual application, but let there be a heart transfer, a, a, a transformation in your heart that says, yes, I must follow my Lord. Who are we to share with? The whole world. And it says we're to begin with the Jewish people. Look, it says it in Romans 1.16. I'm not ashamed of the good news. It's the power for God for salvation to everyone who trusts, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Part of living by faith is doing something we normally wouldn't do, and that is to go to the Jew first. Probably most people wouldn't think that. But that's what God is saying. And God has a reason. And we probably don't know all of his reasoning. But, but we do it because it's God. Besides this being the heart of Messiah, it also is the heart of Paul. Paul says in Romans 9-2, I would pray that I myself were cursed, banished from Messiah for the sake of my people, my own flesh and blood, who are Israelites. So if he could see the Jewish people saved, he would, he would banish himself from God for, for eternity. Wow, that, that's really something. Romans 10, 1, 4, brothers and sisters, my, my heart's desire and my prayer to God is for Israel and their salvation. So the heart of Paul was for his Jewish people. The heart of Messiah was to the Jews first. And by the way, Paul was actually sent to the Gentiles. So that's pretty amazing that here he is. He has a heart for the Jewish people because he was raised as an as a religious Jew and, and was a, a Jewish person's Jew, so to speak. And yet God, in, in his wisdom, sends them to the non-Jews, to the Gentiles. What? There's so many things we could question about God, but it's better to just follow him and question later, much, much later. You know, the disciples went to the synagogues first. Some people might feel un easy with these statements to the Jew first. However, we read it in Romans, and let's realize many people would also be uneasy with things that Yeshua said. I mean, he said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel in Matthew fifteen twenty four, And in, we, we see that in Romans 11, there's instructions to Christians to not forget the Jewish people and don't be prideful just because you know Yeshua, and we're going to have to start with that next week. I'm so very sorry, but that's just all the more reason for you to come back next week because we have some uh, a lot to talk about in this area. I, I Look, I pray that this uh, program ministers to you. Please pray for us. Pray, just pray. But also, if you can give us a gift to stay on the air, that'd be great. Call Karen at 813-831-5673. And, um, you know, if you are serious about sharing, I have a great book uh, for sharing. It's called, I Have a Friend Who is Jewish, Do You? And if you want it, we'll s- you can give us a love gift for it, or we'll send it to you free, whatever. Just Call Karen and ask for the book, and we'll get it out to you. Don't forget to see 
us on Facebook Live. That's Friday night, Saturday mornings, and Tuesday night for our prayer meetings. Uh, we'd love for you to visit as well. We love visitors. We have congregations in St. Pete, Tampa, and Wesley Chapel currently. And uh, we also have a Spanish congregation called Conexión. So please look at our website and get all the information. Join me as we close in prayer. Lord, I just pray that people would have a heart uh, to, to share who you are, the wonderful gift that you have given us just to have a, a personal relationship with you and, and be in your presence. And so I pray that people who are hearing my voice with desire and, and be motivated to share who you are and what you have done. And I pray that you, Lord, uh, are their first priority and, and that they would grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.